All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill. Welcome to episode 85. Uh, I'm with my co-host, Mr. Sean Ellis. Say what's up to the people. Hello, good people. All right, uh, let's get right into it. It's been an anticipatory week, if that's a word. I, I think that's a word. Um, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Okay, so week seven, uh, we had some really terrible games, yeah, to be honest. It, it was pretty lopsided, pretty one-sided. Uh, we'll start with the first one. Uh, the Alliance versus the Monstars. Uh, the Monstars were defeated, as you guys saw after the interview, 115-70. Uh, uh, it was as a as a member of the team. I, first of all, I didn't play. I wasn't a part of that. <laughs> Not trying to dis, disconnect myself from that, but uh, that was hard to watch. Yeah, it was very hard to watch, especially with it being somewhat competitive in the first half. Uh, the halftime score they were only down fourteen, which if anyone knows uh, in a in a basketball game, that's not that far now. But to lose the game by. 45 and to get get out scored by 31 in the second half doubling the score at halftime uh deficit more than doubling it and to get beat like that uh that's a pretty low blow and I feel like uh the monsters that's just bad timing uh we got one game left before the playoffs it wasn't like this was you know week 2 Maybe even week eight, no one shows up, and you know we'll be fully loaded for the playoffs. That was just a bad look, bad, horrible timing. Week seven is supposed to be okay. This is my statement game heading into the the last week before the playoffs. Well, sad part of this game is you know they're playing for seeding, uh, and I'm not sure they even know where they want to go. Either it's going to be like this: the Monsters are going to play the Alliance mm-hmm. first round, or they're going to play. No, they're in Lake Houston, depending mm-hmm. on what happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If this is what's happening against the top two seeds, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be a quick exit mm-hmm. uh, without an opportunity to get in to the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it tends to be this way, that was an ugly loss. Um, Embarrassing loss. I, I, I'm sitting there looking at the only person who even looked like they had a glimmer of a decent game is Kai. Even him. His PPR wasn't very high. It was, it was only a seven, and he went eight for twenty-one from the field, and she only shot thirty-eight percent from the field. Yeah, it was uh, ugly. Missed, missing a lot of free throws, missed every three, and he was not catching the ball. Yeah. He was turning the ball over a lot. <laughs> Just being honest. Yeah, it, it it was ugly. Then, like I say, you know, Chris Taylor had a a, a fairly decent game, but again, it was just. PPR is low though. PPR is low. It, it, it was it was nothing about this game at all that made you feel good, especially going into this uh, upcoming week. I, I I don't know what to say. I think they finally kind of molded themselves into being a pretty legitimate team. Uh, I will say this though, they have a couple guys back this week that will help them out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, very ugly loss and not the game you want. Heading into a possible playoff showdown with the exact same team. Mm. Yeah, uh, the way I have the seating, though, I'm looking at it. The Monstars, uh, if they were to win uh, against Lake Houston, uh, and the Bullets were to lose, yeah. they would have the same record and they split. So, how does the tiebreaker work in that sense? Well, look at the head to head, and at that point, I'm saying that they, they split. Oh, oh, if they actually split. Well, we'll go, we'll go head to head. Mm-hmm. Then we'll look at uh, 
Media's don't say that. don't say point differential because if that's the case, we yeah. lost that after week six. It's supposed to be point differential, <laughs> but I, I I would try to be more creative. Yeah, uh, than just go by point differential if we couldn't, and I, I might even do something as simple as coin flip. Okay. Uh, so I, I'll try not <laughs> point differential. Is, oh, we lost yeah, by forty five. I, I, I try to make it a little bit more exciting than point differential because yeah, it's, it, you guys don't have a chance. Forty five is done. Well, I mean, but I was going to hit. We beat. We beat. Uh, well, you can say point differential between Monstars and the Bullets. Bullets. Yeah, well, that's what it'll be against. It'll be point. Yeah. So what would be the point differential then? Uh, I don't know. I know we beat them pretty good the second time, but I know the first time we lost pretty bad too. Mm. So let's see. We played them. We lost by oh yeah that would be us then because we lost them by four, and then week five, not week five, week four or was it week six? Oh week six yeah week six we beat them by twenty nine. Yeah. So that'll be it. So we'll we'll see. I like to say I might do a coin flip between the two teams. I will say this though, the Monstars, you have to play better tomorrow. Yeah. Like I said, you, the team that you the two teams that you're probably gonna play. You played one last week in the Alliance, and this week you played Lake Houston, mm-hmm. which is the other team you probably have to play in the first round, yeah. uh, fighting for your playoff and championship life. So, with that being said, I would like to think that you guys will have a lot better showing so we can actually believe that teams probably will be playing mm-hmm. <laughs> tomorrow to play the Monstars. And you, I, I would hate to be that team that's going to – that people look down on like that, like, yeah, man, let's play for a spot. Let's make sure we play well tomorrow so we yeah. play the Monstars in the first round. Because that's what it's looking like right now. I'm going to tell you like this, Sean. First of all, any game that I'm a part of, it's not going It's not going how y'all think it's going to go. It's not going to be no blowout. There you go. Period. I think we can win any game as long as we on our P's and Q's. There you go. So, you know, I, I, want, I want people to have the attitude, yeah, we want to play the Monstars. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine with me. I mean, we played. I thought we played Lake Houston pretty well the last time we played there. Yeah. And when we played uh, Alliance, I wasn't there. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I don't. I don't see it. Okay. So I mean, uh, I mean, y'all can look at it how y'all want to. I, I don't see it that way. All right. Uh, the second game, uh, Lake Houston Live versus the Bullets. Now the Bullets again are shorthanded. Shout out to my guy Dante doing big things with coaching. Uh, has his team primed and ready. Um, the bullets just don't look the same without him. Yeah. Um, 91 to 70. And the thing about it, too, I actually think they're talented enough to uh, to make these games a lot more competitive. But that tells you that a lot about basketball in the sense of uh, just team sports in general. Mm-hmm. That's not about necessarily all the talent you have on the floor all the time. Even though that may be the main ingredient people mm-hmm. think about, uh, it's about the chemistry. And uh, chemistry just hasn't even been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, maybe not uh, playing their role to the best of their abilities. And um, it's been a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think guys are doing a, little, some, a lot of things that are kind of out of character. Uh, it's a little bickering back and forth. I've been seeing a lot of selfish basketball from yeah. that group, to be honest with you, from what right. I, from my point of view. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I think when you don't kind of have your, your main ingredient, and you know, like when you look at teams sometimes, if you look at the Rockets, uh, you take James Harden away from that team, the team that the player that the team is built around, they're a completely different team mm-hmm. without it. You know, they they probably are not very good. Yeah. You now, people talk about the Cavs, about how important LeBron is. LeBron is important. Mm-hmm. But the reason why the Cavs struggle so bad without him is because that team was built mm-hmm. around that particular person, and he's no longer there. Yeah. So that's why they're struggling. And I think, you know, I'm not, I didn't play the GM necessarily in 
in the sense that I made the team. But when I put that team together, uh, I'm not saying I built them around Dante. It just kind of happened like that because he kind of ha- he has that those leadership skills about him. Mm-hmm. And I think when he's been taken away these last couple weeks from that mix, you definitely see it. It's just is what it is. I think it's a team that is made around him, mm-hmm. and when he's not there, they struggle. They struggle bad. You know, so am I reading this right? Steven Johnson, seven for twenty-two. Is that the lefty? Uh, let me see. Right here, the one that was shooting all them shots that last oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness, yeah. seven for twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It, watching it, it felt like seven for twenty-two because <laughs> he was getting them up like. Th- th- and let's see if you look at the threes, four for eleven. That's not that bad, but four for eleven. That's a lot of threes. threes. Uh, I always tell people about scores. We got to have an appreciation for our great scorers that have been in the league because scoring is not easy, not because you're uh, putting the ball in the hole, mm. but it's tiring it putting up that many shots. Yeah, it is. Uh, so shout out to Carmelo Anthony and to Dominique Wilkins and people like that mm-hmm. in the world because it's not easy being a professional scorer because it's exhausting to put up that many shots when you got a guy hanging on you trying to stop you all the time. And get up and down the floor, which is why you know some of those guys haven't been known as the best, greatest defenders either. But uh, furthermore, he put up a lot of shots. Now, uh, I'm trying to think of what this guard's name is. No, it's not him. What's the guard for uh, for their team? The stocky one for, for Lake one? Houston. Lake Houston. Uh, it might be Josh. Josh uh, Taylor. Okay, so he was having a hard time. Stand, uh, stand in front of uh, Stephen Johnson because he was just he was getting wherever he wanted to. Yeah, and part of the reason why he probably took so many shots. Yeah, <laughs> he was hey, he was getting them up. Now, um, anytime I mean, if you look at his numbers, uh, eighteen points, eleven rebounds. You're like, well, that's not that bad. And three blocks, he was playing some good defense. But seven for twenty two. Anytime your your field goal attempts is more than your points, that's a problem. And you talking about uh, Mr. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a problem. It can't be that way. He hadn't got him up, and he decided to get him up this game. <laughs> got him up. He definitely got him up. Uh, and Larry, 24 points, a 10 for 20. 10 for 20, I'll take that. You know, it's still 50%. Uh, when you don't get to the free throw line, it doesn't look that great when you only have 24 points. But 10 for 20 is still efficient. So, Larry, uh, he led the team in PPR, and it felt like he had the best game. I thought he had more than that. Uh, but, I mean, outside of Larry – there wasn't really everything else. You can pretty much just sneeze at it. Yeah. Uh, I thought Steven made some big shots and cut into that deficit yeah. uh, in the third quarter. They were down by as many as 30. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he cut it to 11 with those three, three-point barrage. But then after that, uh, they went cold, and it, it, just, it just got uninteresting. Yeah. Um, I'm even looking at Larry as good as, he, as much as he kept him in the game. He went two for 11 from three. Oh. Uh, and, you know, that's 18% from the field from the three-point line. And – that's, mean, like that's, tough. Week, that's like week one, Larry. Yeah, it is. Week one, Larry. And again, you know, you if you look at the games he's played, played with Dante after that, mm. a lot of that was him getting into a spot and he may able to get a shot off. He can score inside whenever he wants to. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with Dante penetrating and kicking out to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Him not oh, yeah. Dante got him some high percentage shots. Yeah. You know, him not having to create as much on his own. So. Yeah, it was a rough outing for the team in general. And like I say, when kind of guys are not playing in their natural roles, mm-hmm. they start doing things that are kind of uncharacteristic. So he probably even took a couple shots that he probably didn't feel comfortable taking, but he probably looked out there and said, all right, who else is going to take it? Exactly. You know, so he had to do some things that, um, you know, he wasn't accustomed to doing. Yeah. But with that being said, 
They have another week. I would, I would hope, and it's a big game for them. Mm-hmm. It's a big game for them. They'll be playing the Alliance. Mm-hmm. They have to play well in the sense of they don't want to be that bottom team because I could, I could see possibly the Monsters. I don't think the Monsters could play any worse than they played last so, week. So, I, I, I'm telling you right now, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And so, they could sneak up. Now, they had a close game. They played within a, a possession of uh, Lake Houston last time. Yeah. So, I could see them sneaking in and possibly winning that game. And then, like I said, we could have a coin flip between them and the Monsters. And they can end up being that last seed again. And they may have to play, you know, their lines or the bullets or whoever. I mean, again. Uh, so, <laughs> it'll be very interesting. People are definitely playing seeding this last week. Uh, there's no – no one has locked up anything. Nothing has been locked up yet. So, isn't we're in a situation where everybody has to win in order to improve their situation. Okay. Now, before we move on to our next topic, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. Uh-oh. You touched you touched on that game, uh, Lake Houston game, where we lost by two points. Right. Now, Sean, can you tell the people who are listening uh, how many times did I say it takes me to hit a half-court shot? <laughs> how many times did I say? You said three. And we were all talking. We had a great discussion uh, after last week, after last week's game. Uh, probably one of the epic discussions, actually, just talking just strictly basketball. Can you tell the people how many times that I actually attempt to make the half-court shot where I finally made it? He, he was a man of his word. And, you know, if I had some money to put in, I probably would have lost my money because – he said he'll make it in three shots, and he took three half court shots. The first two looked terrible. Looked terrible. And the, on the third one, it was buckets. It was all net. So he, he he's dang good at it. Now listen, X. <laughs> everybody else listening to the Monsters. If you guys need a three-quarters length shot, and I told him I could make that in five, we could have went back out there. I would did it again. I probably would have made it two after I made half court because I didn't see it go in. When I tell you guys I can make a shot three-quarters length of the court. Believe me, I can do it, all right? Uh, so I want the ball in that situation. Trust me. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next topic. All righty. So uh, this week's top performance goes to none other than T. Bailey. Yeah. T. Bailey back-to-back. He's, getting his, he's getting his Drake on. Um, listen. It's, it's, it's coming that time, you know, for that voting where we got to stuff those ballots. And I'm not going to lie to you. If you look at his numbers, they're, they're not the best numbers. But, I mean, my goodness, if you look at all the teams, he's been the most impressive late. Like, yeah. I'm talking about a strong, strong push. Like, like when, you, when you got that one candidate that's running for president and he's making a late push, you're like, man, who is this guy? I like this guy better than the other guy. Yeah. That's what T. Bailey is doing right now. Now, last week he had 31. He topped that with 37. Yeah. And he did not play the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter, last five minutes. So he could have got 50. <laughs> Easy. The way he was going, he could have easily got 50. So I want to I wanna break this up. Uh, my math is decent. I'm going to break this up between week four. I mean, from week one to week four yeah. and his last three games, week five to week seven. So, week one all the way to week four, he is shooting 23 of 30 plus 26, 56. 23 of 56. So a little less than 50%. A little less than 50. Now, that's from the field. Now, from three, uh, it's a lot worse. Uh, three, four, 23. Yeah. Okay, 
And from the free throw line, four of ten. Now, his last three weeks, we got 34. That's already a lot. (laughs) Three games. So we got 34 out of 27 plus 22. 34 out of 44. Is that right? I got that right? 34 out of 44? Let's see. Last three. That's 34 out of... I think I missed some. Uh, out of 49. 49. Yeah. Okay, 34 out of 49. I thought I missed some. Okay. That's that's still great. Yes, great percentage. All right. So, that's from the field. Now, from three, he is shooting 13 out of 23. Yeah. 13 out of 23. Yeah. And free throws, eh. You know, he's okay. Uh, what we got? Seven, eight, eight out of 12. Yeah. Okay, so... Not that many free throw for a guy scoring that much. Time. Right, exactly. Yeah, he just gets a free throw line. Oh my god, <sighs> he'd be in forties. Yeah, forties <laughs> easily. So, I mean, my goodness, he's shooting over seventy percent from the field. Uh, if my math is correct, um, he's shooting well over. Yeah. What we got? What do we say for three? Well over, uh, close to sixty percent from three. Yeah, that's insane. Close to 60% from three. And remind you guys, for people who don't know, this is the NBA three-point line. Yes, NBA it's, three. It's not the high school or college three-point line. This is the NBA three-point line. He's shooting 60%. Yeah, so eight out of 12. That's what, 66? Yes. So uh, well over. Yeah, well over. 66% from three. That's that's sick, man. That that that's That's... That's a that's a zone right there. Yeah, that that's sick, man. He had, he's having like um, a couple years ago. I think that was the MVP race between Russell and um, Harden. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably even Harden might even had a little slight lead going into the last two weeks of the season. And Rush just went. Yeah, off. Russell just <laughs> the last two weeks had like uh, some monster fifty point triple doubles. Yeah, uh, and, and he had a couple game winners. Yeah, and it was like, dang, I really want to give to Harden, but. This dude just had a monster two weeks what to want, finish out season. What do you want us to do? Yeah, you know, like to finish season. That's kind of how T T Bailey's looking right now. The yeah. last three, he's just he's finishing the season so strong right now that he's almost trying to lock up this MVP that you know I think was close. Yeah. Uh, but you know, these last couple of weeks he's been trying to lock it up. I was uh, say I think I think tomorrow's a statement game for him. Yeah, absolutely. This is gonna cement it. And like I said, and they actually need a win if they're trying to get this one seed. Yeah. They need to win. So. Well, I, actually, it's already locked up. Oh, yeah, because they, 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 they head to head. Two to one. Yeah, they head to head. So, yeah, it actually is. You know. Stat game. Stat game. <laughs> it's a stat game it's now. Stat, yeah. It's a stat game. I mean, hey. So, all right, uh, let's move on to our next topic. All righty. So, our power rankings. Uh, not much has changed except at the bottom. Uh, and I don't want to start at the bottom. I want to start at the top. Uh, I'll, I'll get to the bottom last. Uh, so the top, I have Alliance, number one. Um, they look the most impressive. They're the hottest team in the league. Uh, three wins in a row. Uh, they're coming off a win uh, where they spanked yeah. uh, the last two. Oh, they played us. Yeah, they played us. They, yeah, they, played us. they spanked. <laughs> They spanked the Monstars by 45 points. I mean, that's that's first place worthy. And then uh, the game before that, they beat their 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 arch rival, yeah, uh, Lake Houston Live. Their nemesis. <laughs> uh, they beat them pretty handily. They beat them by nine. So, uh, Alliance looks 
pretty tough right now. And they had some guys that we didn't expect. I didn't expect Duke. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect Duke. Uh, I thought he was done. Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm starting not to believe what Howard says anymore. <laughs> I feel like he's trying to throw us for a loop, you know, trying yeah. to play mind games, Jedi mind tricks. So I'm not falling for that anymore, Howard. I don't care what yeah. you tell me. Yeah, he uh... – well, I'm sitting there looking at them. They're starting to round into playoff mm-hmm. form, it looks like. Uh, we gave them a hard time about their losses to the uh, Lake Houston squad. And, I, like I said, I think they took it, took it personal because you see what T-Baby's been doing. Uh, he's been kind of ringleader of that. Mm-hmm. And since then, in general, the team has played a lot better. Uh, they handled their business final, uh, finally against Lake Houston. And, I mean, they're rounding into form. I think that that beating that they gave you guys, granted, they, they beat you guys pretty handily the first couple times, too. But it it, it felt and looked a little different. I still, uh, haven't, I still haven't played those guys. <laughs> I'm still a little disappointed about that. Well, you'll get your opportunity. Well, I'm hoping you'll get your opportunity Possibly. on playoff time. Possibly. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, they're rounding in shape. And, you know, they're looking so good right now. That Brian's probably been the MVP, and this is the first time I brought his name up uh, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's how good they've looked uh, as a team collectively. I mean, they looked really good a few weeks ago, and I didn't bring up Gino's name, and Gino hit twenty four. Like you know, so I mean, that tell you how how well they're playing as a team, and I think they're rounded into uh, playoff shape. And like I say, we, we their chemistry finally is starting to look like it's starting to. Connect, mm-hmm. uh, guys. Again, knowing their roles, playing their roles, and when you play a role, guys are still getting theirs in the midst of them playing their role. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's important. It's all kind of starting to fall in place for them. They're starting to look like the defending champ. I agree. Um, they also have a banner going up pretty soon too. Yeah, uh, they have a championship banner. It's actually here, and we'll probably be putting it up pretty soon. So I love to post that uh, on the Facebook page too. So yeah, you know, I, I know guys are like that. Um, so, number two, uh, I'm, I'm gonna put Lake Houston number two. Um, I, I still think that with that loss, they they haven't really climbed back to the top yet. I thought they won uh, pretty handily last week, uh, yeah. 21 points. You know, they still don't look like the dominating uh, Lake Houston ball. Shelby has been a shell of himself uh, <laughs> yeah. as of late. Um, his numbers have dipped uh, tremendously. Uh, you know, the fast start, 29 points. Uh, he hadn't, we hadn't seen anything close to that since. Maybe uh, you can argue week three against the Bullets with 23 points. But uh, after that, you know, he's been a, he's been a teenager. <laughs> 18, 16, 19, uh, yeah. 16, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think I'm okay with those numbers as far as the scoring. But I, the concerning part would be more the efficiency. I think uh, he's efficient week mm. three. Uh, week four, he's, he only had 16 points, but he's fairly efficient. Mm-hmm. But then since then, the efficiency's been a little off. I see he's going um, mm-hmm. 5 for 12, 5 for 14. He went 8 of 16 last week, which mm-hmm. is okay. Uh, he also rebounded and assisted well last week, too. Mm-hmm. But, again, you know, uh, he's had some struggle games uh, with the, the efficiency. And then he's only getting a certain amount of rebounds, a certain amount of assists. So he's kind of been limbo. But – I mean, he's still a difference maker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think you know, even when you go through these slumps, I I, I think he it, when he's out there, he has to be paid attention to. Uh, so don't fool yourself and think that uh, just because he's had a, a couple so so games that you know you can take him off the scout report. Yeah, please <laughs> don't be foolish now. Yeah, uh, and I'm looking at his profile here. 
They got him listed as 6'4". He's not 6'4". <laughs> He's definitely taller than that. I mean, like, come on now. <laughs> Please. I don't know what the, we might have to edit that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got them two. Uh, the Bullets, I'm going to put them at number three. Uh, the Bullets have also looked terrible. We're talking about a just complete three, not 360. 360 is going all around the circle. A complete 180. 180 yeah. A complete 180. Um the negative side. To the negatives, they just look they look horrible uh, without Dante. And you can even go back to the last game that Dante played, they didn't look that impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, this team, I don't know what to say, man, because, like I said, this is the wrong time to, to, to fall into a skid. They're, they, they have the longest losing streak, active losing streak of yeah. the league, more than the Monstars. Yeah. Um, lost three in a row. Yeah. Uh, you take away those three losses, that's when they were becoming one of those uh, those – you know, sleepers. Yeah, uh, thing, they, well, we thought they were going. They were forced. They yeah. were forced. Uh, they were they were becoming a contender at two and two. Uh, since then, not so much. Um, if you look at even if you look at the last two games, uh, we're looking at a combined. I don't even want to say this. This is <laughs> this is a combined. Uh, yeah. What is that? Twenty nine. That's fifty points. Yeah. A combined fifty points in the last two games. Yeah. Uh, point differential. Point differential. Yeah. 50 points. And if you add the game where they lost that one, that's 10. So 60 in, two, in three games. So they're averaging 20-point differential in the last three games. Yeah. And that's, to be honest with you, that's to be nice about it. Yeah. They've been getting their butt kicked. And they've been getting beat. Like I say, their chemistry's been off, but they've been getting beat on the board. Yeah. They've been turning the ball over. Also points, 50-50. Uh, yeah. Uh, shot selection's mm-hmm. been bad. Yes. It's been a, a good collection of everything. I'll tell you all the And then, then when I look at them, I'm looking at their, their, <laughs> their leader, stat leaders. Dante's a stat leader for every category. <laughs> every category. So, with oh that my being God. said, when he's taken out of the mix, it does. I think uh, it kills them. And not, and. And like I said, I, they they have enough talent to compete and win, mm-hmm. even without him. I think the problem is it's like guys are doing uncharacteristic things when he's not on the floor, and it's showing up. Uh, and shout out to Dante for doing big things. Uh, I'm there too. You know, I've been coaching and doing different things as mm-hmm. well. But with that being said, he gotta be here. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's getting sad. If he's not here. Uh, I hate to say it, but they don't almost they almost don't stand a chance. If yeah, not here. That's just being that's just being honest. And they they're talented enough. Yeah. they're actually talented enough. But that leadership is not there. Yeah, it just, it that's what it is. It's just the leadership. The talent is there. Yeah. The leadership is not there because you got guys playing outside of their roles. When when you got Dante there, he kind of manages that and you know facilitates and you know you get you pick your spots and you kind of play off of him, and it just looks so good. Yeah, yeah, you know, but. Without him, it just looks so bad. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. I mean, I hate to say that about a team, but it's yeah. the truth. Yeah, and like I said, and it sucks. It's sad for him. But like I said, we see it in the NBA all the time. I mean, yeah. look at we're looking at the Cavs right now. The Cavs were in the finals last year. <laughs> and that don't get me wrong. That tells you how great of a player LeBron is. But they're not nearly as bad as they're playing. I, you know what? I, it, I, I won't even not to not to LeBron bash. But that just shows you how bad the GM is. <laughs> because you have nobody there. Like, nobody. No, I mean, they have players. It's just that. No, I'm saying they, they, the way it's built. They have no one there yeah. once LeBron. They had no plan. Yeah. I, and, again, that's what happens when you build a team around a particular person. An iffy person at that. You know he was iffy. 
and and <laughs> that person leaves, it's it's a disaster. Yeah, that's just like that's just like the Warriors. That's why they can't they can't they can't um of they, course they, lose they can't mortgage their whole franchise on uh on on, on KD. Yeah. So you, I'm sorry. It has to be Steph. Steph has to be there. Period. Steph got to be there, and you can't get rid of Draymond yeah. because Kevin Durant. I guarantee you, after the season is gone. Yeah. I don't know where, but he gone. Yeah. Especially after that blow up, I, I really—it's a long season. We, a lot of things could happen, but yeah. And by the way, we'll get to the NBA. In a yeah, we we'll get to the NBA. Yeah, second. so let's, let's finish with our, all right. our our ultimate league here. Yes, yeah, so let's uh, let's move on to our next topic. All righty, it is prediction time. Uh, we got two games. I'm gonna go with the with the theme of the night for tomorrow. It will be a stat Uh-oh. stuffing. Night, I believe that no teams will play any defense whatsoever with it being week eight, with the seeds pretty much being a lock, uh, pending some coin flips, uh, pending the outcomes because uh, it's it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, I'm gonna start with the first game, uh, Alliance versus the Bullets. I have Alliance winning big. Uh, 128. I'm gonna give the bullets some some respect. Uh, 128 to 105. I believe they get blown out 20 plus, but they 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 crack 100. Both teams will crack 100. I believe it'll be 128 to 105. Alliance. Um, I believe that T Bailey will get 50 <laughs> and submit his MVP for the season. Uh, I believe Howard will not miss a three. I believe he will go five for five oh, wow. and talk his stuff. <laughs> I believe everything that can go right for Alliance will. I believe they, they're gonna they're just gonna run up the score, and I believe they'll they'll win big. I uh, I'm gonna give the Bullets a little more credit. Uh, I think Dante's back. Dante's coming back. Yeah, Dante. Well, to my knowledge, I talked. If him. if Dante's coming back, I'm not gonna change my score. But I'm gonna say Dante gets forty, a, frust- a frustrating forty. But go ahead. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna lower the score a little bit. Okay. I'm gonna go one ten to one hundred. Okay. Still over two hundred plus points. Yeah. Uh, it's week eight, man. You know how I go week eight. Yeah, sure. <laughs> With the alliance, I'm gonna give a uh, Gino quiet thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, he tends to do that. Mm-hmm. Gino quiet thirty. Uh, and T. Bailey, I mean, I think him and Brian will be, because I think they both probably think they're an MVP voter, so they probably be taking buckets away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> so they say they won't, but I mean. Yeah. Uh, so and Sweat's going to have to stay out the way and get his 20. Until yeah, if, if Sweat can stay out the way and get his 20. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I got to go 110 to 100. Mm-hmm. Um uh, a competitive game, but I think Alliance controlled it, mm-hmm. the majority of it. But I do think it'll be a little bit more competitive. I think Dante will do enough to keep them within striking distance, mm-hmm. but not enough to make it a uh, put a real scare in the Alliance by any means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I got one ten, one hundred Alliance okay. uh, going away. All right, and um, <laughs> so for the second game, I have the Monstars uh, versus Lake Houston. I got the Monstars winning big, uh, one ten to one hundred three. I believe, uh, I believe they get off the snot. I believe, uh, you know, we'll be fully loaded. Not fully loaded. I don't know about Squeak yet, but uh, we'll be fully loaded uh, for the most part. And 
you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of uh, you know no defense, but I am a fan of fast-paced basketball. I believe the pace will be uh, pretty up and down, and I believe we win this game, one ten, one o three. Oh man! Even though you guys are off snide, and I feel like I can't pick you. Eddie Peterson's not coming, by the way. Before you say anything, oh, Eddie's not coming. Eddie's not coming. <laughs> Does that change anything you were going to say? Eddie will not be there. They will have five. So Eddie told you that. Eddie told me that he will not be there. They have five. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still gonna go Lake Houston. Oh, so disrespectful. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'm a because I'm thinking that Shelby would have a bounce back game and oh, Shelby's gonna get his and. I'm going to give them Lake Houston 99-93. Okay. 99-93, an actual really competitive game. Uh, Lake Houston begins to run out of gas towards the end, uh, but the Bullets don't quite have enough to – You saying, oh, you saying we're going to run out of gas. No, the, the, I think Lake Houston's running out of gas at the end to make it close. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I think they may have a double-digit lead. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming down to last to in the last quarter, you guys probably get the, get within the possession, mm-hmm. and they hold you off barely. Okay. So okay. I'm gonna give it 93, 99 to 93, 99, 94, somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. No disrespect to the All Stars. No, I mean we deserve uh, it after getting beat by 45. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna give Lake Houston the team that's been the top team. Who's, for gonna, the most. who's gonna be scoring for them besides Shelby? I'm just curious. I, I, I'm thinking big fella, uh, Mr. Hatch, uh, young Kevin Love, <laughs> I like to call He's going to be going downhill. He's going to be going downhill. <laughs> yeah, we know that. We know and, that. And getting buckets and probably getting to the free throw lot. So, I'm going to say, yeah, uh, some timely threes probably by CJ. Um, and, and yeah, I think it will be enough to kind of get them, get them over. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to give it. I like. I, said, I do think they run out of steam towards the end, mm-hmm. but they do enough to hold you guys off. Ninety nine, ninety three. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Uh, okay, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot to talk about. Let's move on to our next topic. All righty. So uh, it's that award time of the year, of the season. Um, I am actually going to put a poll out tonight. Uh, just to get the first wave of the votes. And tomorrow when you guys come, we will have ballots on the table. Uh, please feel free to, uh, to vote uh, only one time, please. And, um, and make sure y'all turn those in so we can, uh, we can get those awards uh, shipped out and ready to go uh, for the next time for y'all come. Uh, we're going to start. I want to save MVP for last. We're going to start with the Newcomer Award. We'll start from the bottom. Newcomer Award, we have our man Brian Tennant. And Jordan Gibson and Chris Taylor. Now, uh, with Brian uh, being in the MVP conversation earlier, I think he's kind of tailed off a little bit uh, towards the end. Uh, I think that's his award to lose. I think uh, his his peers uh, will give him that vote easily. Yeah, uh, I think he was a shock. Nobody had any real expectation for him. And he came right out and he had a couple of twenty point games and mm-hmm. close to a triple double another game. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I think he's straight newcomer just based off the fact that 
No one saw it coming. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw it coming, and he's coming in and definitely take care of his business. So, yeah, I think it is his award to lose. Um, like I said, no disrespect to Brian. I've never seen Brian play, so I didn't have uh, any expectations. Uh, Fifteen, uh, nine, and just about five assists, uh, and and three steals. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's tough. That's tough for for anybody to compete with. And then uh, you got Jordan Gibson. Jordan Gibson, he's averaging uh, almost 11, 4, and 2. Uh, shooting percentage has not been good. Right. Uh, 36% from 3, 21 from uh, the three-point line, and 43 from the uh, free throw line. That's pretty uh, – what's, what's the guy? Uh, <laughs> hey, Anthony Robeson. Yeah, Robeson. That's, yeah. that's pretty – Anthony Roberson-ish. Robeson uh, <laughs> that's tough, man. But, I mean – I, you know, defensively, I thought he did uh, okay, bothering uh, some guys. Uh, he didn't do a good job of checking. Uh, who was that last week? He was he was having a hard time. Uh, last week. Was it T. Bailey? Oh well. I don't know who it was. He was, yeah. he, was he was having a hard time with him. Yeah, well, it was probably multiple guys. Yeah, he was, he was having a tough time staying in front of him. He was grabbing him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Jordan. I mean, he's had a he's had an up and down season. Yeah. I thought he started slow. He, he started picking it up. Yeah. Uh, and then. You know, back to where he started. So I mean, it's 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 tough to uh to give it to him. And then uh, the last one, uh, Chris Taylor, uh, uh, my guy, yeah. Chris, uh, eleven five and close to two assists a game, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, doesn't really turn the ball over that much. I thought yeah. that's that's been pretty good. That's been a high note of him, and he's shooting the ball pretty well actually. Uh, uh from the field, uh, just right under fifty percent at forty nine percent. Hasn't made a three yet. Uh, it's a nice game. You know? Yeah, and three and, and from the free throw line, my goodness. You want to talk about uh, Jordan. He's one for eight. I don't know if it's all on that side, that hard side, with the hard rim. But, I mean, the free throw line, the free throw line success has not been there. But uh, Chris, again, up against the tall task. I probably have him second. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what the voters say. Yeah. Um, I probably put him second above Jordan. I, I think he's an energy guy. And when he, he, yeah. he usually comes in, it, it – He's a game changer in that mm-hmm. sense that uh, you guys will be playing at a, a level two. He'll mm-hmm. raise your level to a three. Yeah. Just based off his energy and getting offensive rebounds. Rebounding, yes. And, and, you know, maybe jumping in pass lanes, getting steals, and, you know, helping set guys up. He does a lot of the intangible things that, you know, don't necessarily go on the stat sheet, mm-hmm. but teammates can appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basketball minds can appreciate, you know. I'll definitely want him on my team. Uh, if I was putting the team together. So, I think a lot of the things he does is not always in the uh, stat sheet. Uh, even with Jordan, when he plays defense sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things that he does as well, just things that don't necessarily go in stat sheet. So, uh, big shout-out to all these guys, these newcomers, because I think we've had a, a pretty good group of newcomers that come in this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, second, I mean, uh, moving on to my next award, uh, most improved. Now, we're going to do without the six-man uh, this year. We didn't have a solid six-man, so we'll just go with most improved. Uh, we have three candidates. We got Larry, mm-hmm. Money Mooney, mm-hmm. uh, Kai Menard. Oh, I'm sorry, two candidates, just Larry and Kai. Uh, those are my two. Now, this one is going to be tough. Yeah. I think this is going to be tough. Larry, uh, Larry's having an awesome season. He, Larry's going to get my vote. Yeah. Uh, 20 points. And that's, you know, and Kai's my teammate. Yeah. But Larry's going to get my vote, 24 and 4. He's been a monster. He's been tough for anybody uh, to really stay uh, in front of him. 
Uh, and the way he started and the way he's tailed off uh, towards the end of the season, well, picked it up, not tailed off, the way he's finished the season, uh, I think he's definitely uh, most improved uh, in my book. Yeah, he's uh, 24-4. He went from being uh, a role player on this championship team they played on last year mm-hmm. or last info summer. To being the guy. And to being, yeah, one of the guys, the main guys on the on this current team. Mm-hmm. And he's made that transition fairly well, uh, you know, the team has had success winning all the time. But I think for what he's put up 24-4, those are all-star level numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in, in, in any league. So, you can get 20 points in the league. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, be shocked Larry coming in and take care of his business. He's definitely uh, – I haven't decided on whether I'm going to vote for it yet, but my vote will be coming in soon. So, I, I, I won't tell you who I'm voting for yet, but he – He's definitely handling this business, doing his thing. Yes, and Kai, uh, 17 points, yeah. uh, nine rebounds, and one assist. He could probably average more assists if he passed the ball, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But uh, Kai's doing good also on the defensive end, uh, just under one steal a game and one and a half blocks a game. Yeah. He's doing well on, on both ends of the floor. I thought, uh, like you said, uh, kind of like with Larry, uh, last year being with the, being a role player on a new era and then his role now, he's being more of a scorer yeah. uh, for, for our team. If you look at his last four games, I'm sorry, last five games, he's uh, four out of the five, he scored over 20 points a game. Yeah. 20, 22, 25, and then 20 the last game. He's becoming more comfortable uh, with scoring. So uh, you got to appreciate that uh, from him having such a lesser role last uh, season uh, to now being a starter and being a go-to guy. Yeah. Uh, and, again, uh, that's why he's uh, the most improved because, again, I think his role has changed. and He's transitioning to that new role Fairly well. I think he kind of had to kind of fill out his teammates the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. And, but since then, he's definitely picked up his play. Uh, been able to score the ball, rebound the ball pretty well. I mean, yeah, he's young, so he has some brain farts here and there. Yeah, <laughs> but <right. laughs> those are all fixable things. And his team, <laughs> wherever his team be without him, uh, I mean, they've struggled, yeah. definitely. But they're probably struggling even worse mm-hmm. if he was not there. So And he's shooting 50% from the field. Yeah, he's, he's one of the few guys probably on that team that's probably shooting – over 50%. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely uh, taking care of his part, uh, definitely on the inside. You know, those big guys, they tend not to always get a lot of ton of assists. So, yeah. I won't uh, discount him for that because he doesn't have a ton of assists. But he could pass ball probably a little, a little bit more. more. <laughs> Just a little bit, man. Just a little bit. Right. Okay. Uh, the next one, uh, defensive MVP. Uh, it's down to two. Yeah. So, we got Brian and we got T. Bailey. Now, this one is hard. Because Brian, uh, you know, he was leading, uh, he was leading the league in steals for a while. I finally caught him. Um, so Brian, but he's played more games. Right. So two point seven. That's hard to maintain for a seven game span. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty tough. Uh, but it's not all about steals. It's right. about the rebounding. Right. Rebounding. He's fourth in the league. Yeah. Like at a guard at position. Guard. Yeah. Nine point three. You know how hard that is. Yeah, that's that's impressive, and I think. Um, I always tell kids this. You know, I think you know what what's good playing all their hard defense and working your tail off, and then don't get the rebound. Oh. No, the rebound is the part of the defense. Okay, story of my season right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about my team, my coach. My goodness. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I think the fact that he hits the defensive board so hard, yeah. and takes away opportunities for the other team to score mm. by doing that is huge and essential. Not only that. He actually locks up his guy. You know, he actually yeah. does a good job of 
keeping this guy in front of him. He's killed fly, by the way. All right. <laughs> Try to. I think I missed him. <laughs> he actually keep, does a good job on his guy. Then he doesn't allow his guy to get any additional shots off. Mm. I think that was a big part of the reason why they beat the Bullets a few weeks ago when I think Dante only shot like 13 to 14 shots. Yeah. Uh, it was because they weren't getting multiple opportunities to try to score. You know, when you play a good initial defense and then don't give the team multiple opportunities to score, that's huge. So I think, you know, he may get a few votes just because he does a good job on his guy, gets steals, and he doesn't give you uh, additional opportunities to try to score. Yeah, and, and so his competition is going to be T. Bailey. This is going to be tough, man, because I'm telling you, listen, um, he is averaging yeah. less less rebounds. Yeah. Uh, he's averaging less steals. All right. But he also is leading the league in blocks, I believe. Yes, yeah. he's leading the league in blocks. He's tied with Kai. All right. Now, it, it, it's it's it, if you you have to be a student of the game. You have to watch the game mm-hmm. to really understand what uh what Bailey's bringing to the table. He you know who he reminds me of an NBA player. I would say Tony Allen. If you look at Tony Allen's stats defensively, they're not that great. Mm-hmm. But he's guarding the best player. He's guarding the best player, and he's not getting a lot of steals, but he's making the shots tough, and he's bringing their shooting percentage down. Yeah. Right. So if you look at the guys that he's done that to, uh, Dante didn't have his best game. Shelby. Shelby didn't have his best yeah. game. And then the last game, they he had a body guard. <laughs> so nobody I mean, that he was checking uh, had really had a good game. So, T. Bailey, if you look at it, not stat-wise, right. he's having a more impact defensively, man-to-man, one-on-one. Right, right, right. And I'm looking at T. Bailey right now, take a shot. He probably missed it. No, I think he missed it because he went back the other way. But anyway, but, uh, oh, they just shooting around. Never mind, I thought they was playing full court. But, um, yeah, this is going to be hard. I, I don't want to reveal my pick either. Uh, I'm going to leave that, uh, that thought process to myself mm-hmm. uh, and see. Um, the thing about, you know, our voting process, uh, we could change this option on there, too. You know, you can vote more than once. Mm-hmm. So you can vote for more than one player. If you want to vote for both, you can. Yeah. We can change that option. Right. But then again, uh, you know, we do want to get a lot of votes out there. So, And a lot of guys, they do their ballots uh, here at the club, uh, right. uh, you know, opposed to Facebook. That's more for the guys that, that can't make it that day. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep that a mystery. Yeah, uh, it, that, this this might be the toughest award to uh, actually vote on. Yeah, it is. I, I think uh, I think what both of them do is very essential to the team's success. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they may be our best defensive team in general when we have two <laughs> same guys mm-hmm. on the same team. That's crazy, right? But, yeah, that's tough for other teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're they're gonna be. Um, I don't know, I'm assuming they're gonna probably split the vote a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I definitely think what both of them do, though, is very essential to the team's success. And yeah. like I say, big shout-out to T. Bailey always. Yeah. It takes a lot of guts and courage to go out there and say, I'm going to lock up the best guy yeah. on their team. You know? Now, uh, T. Bailey, uh, he oh, – I'm sorry. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next one is MVP. So we got, we got Bailey and we got Shelby. Mm-hmm. It's down to two. So – uh, one team is five and two. Mm-hmm. The other team is six and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy averages twenty. The other guy averages nineteen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, it's hard, man. You know, 
If you look at their shooting percentages, those are similar. There's one shooting 54, one shooting 51. Uh, Three-point percentage. Oh, no, Bailey got him on that. 36 and one shooting 20. Free throw percentage, one shooting 73, one shooting 55. Uh, and PPR, Bailey has them. Uh, 20.26. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Shelby has them. 22.17 to 20.26. It's even. Yeah. It's a coin flip, man. So it's hard. I mean, I guess you have to look at, you have to look at, uh, you know, who's hot now. Bailey's definitely hot now. Um, Shelby has been Mr. Consistent as far as uh, the season goes. Maybe not so much as loud points because mm-hmm. Bailey has had some loud points lately. <laughs> right. But Shelby has not. I believe Shelby has a big game. I believe Bailey has a big game the last game of the season. So it's really just going to come down to the voters. Uh, it's going to come down to the voters, and it's going to come down to that last game. Last game. The different. last time I laid eyes on you. What do I remember? What did you do? Yeah, and this is going to be huge tomorrow for both of them. Mm-hmm. It's going to probably decide the MVP race. Yeah. So the both teams probably need to win, mm-hmm. and I think those two guys need to look great. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. they both will look great tomorrow. Too. Yeah, and so whoever looks better, kind of when uh, David Thompson and um, George Gerben are going for the scoring title, mm-hmm. and I think – David Thompson ended up that afternoon hitting like 70. Mm-hmm. Then George Gurr went out there and scored 66 later on that night. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. it's kind of one of those things. It's like, like you man. Know, you know, I think it's going to end up being, you know, whoever looks the best uh, tomorrow will probably win the award. And you know what? Uh, as far as uh, T. Bailey goes, I'm not sure. Uh, if he can still have a crack at uh, actually being the, the, the scoring champ this year. Uh, he's averaging 20.3. Dante's averaging 25. Yeah. Dante's only played five games, and, sh- and uh, T. Bailey's going to ha- have seven. Now, if Bailey was to go out there and score, let's say he scores 55 tomorrow. Yeah. That might, since it's only, <laughs> it's only eight games, yeah. Yeah. that might actually get him to the top. I'd actually have to do the math on that. Right. Um, is it possible? I believe it is. They're playing the Bullets, who have not been playing any defense whatsoever. If his teammates wanted to win MVP, they might, hey, just throwing it out there, they might want to let him try to go do it. I don't see anybody on the Bullets stopping him unless Dante shows up and decides to check him. Yeah, and, you know, look, if he puts up 55 with Dante there tomorrow, he deserves it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, and seriously. So, regardless – I think it's just going to be very competitive. It's a lot of stake tomorrow between mm-hmm. the awards. Uh, seedings kind of is what it is, but, you know, it can still change. Um, and, and, yeah, some pride, too. You know, some of these guys who got their head knocked off last week, uh, you got to have a little more pride coming uh, into this week uh, as a competitor and athlete. So we'll see what happens, definitely. It's a lot to play for tomorrow. Yeah, and unfortunately, 55 is not going to be enough. That would get him at uh, 24.6. So he might need to score 60 to 65. Yeah, let's see. 65 plus 142 divided by 8. Yep. Yeah. That'll get him. So you got to score Gotta score 65. Um, I'm not sure what the record is uh, as far as... Player records, let's see what the record is. Oh, 55. 55 is the record. Yeah, so if he scored 65, he would break the record, the all-time record, and he would set a uh, – he, he'd be the scoring champ this yeah. season. Uh, Mr. Mm. Dabney, okay. Mm. 
Interesting. Okay, we got a guy with 26 rebounds. <laughs> Two guys. Well, same guy. Yeah. Different games. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mackie still has the uh, oh, yeah, assist he, record. Yeah, he got that I don't think anybody's going to catch that anytime soon. No. And still 17. Who was in? Antoine Ward. 17 steals. Yeah, what year did that happen? Fall 2010. Oh, and the score was one sixty one to sixty six. They were trying to beat them by hundred. <laughs> I could, I guess I could see how that could happen. Yeah, we've been a lot more competitive than some of these games. <laughs> <laughs> and then check this out. This dude only had two points. Wow, and seventeen steals. How you only get six assists though with seventeen steals? That's a lot of steals. You got to be, you know, getting steals and dropping it off. He must not be uh, a very good basketball player. He, yeah. he was just out there for just straight defense, straight straight <laughs> lockdown. That's crazy. They almost beat them, and they were undefeated. Oh, I mean, he scored one hundred sixty-one points. I guess. Yeah. 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 So, uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, let's move on to our last topic. Alrighty, uh, time for our last topic of the night. In the news segment, uh, we got three good ones. Two NBA, one NFL. We're going to start with the NFL. Uh, I mean, the Texas Dolphins. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. All right, so uh, the <laughs> Miami Dolphins play the New England Patriots. Now, if anyone has been following this robbery, it's not a robbery in, in when they play in New England. Yeah, It's not even competitive. It's just something about when Brady comes to Miami. The Heat in general. He cannot play in the Heat. Yeah. Dude Um, cannot play in the Heat. He almost shook it. I remember they made in Miami the Wildcat uh, cool again. Yes. And the Patriots had no answer for it with Ronnie Brown and was it Ricky Williams? Yeah, Ricky Williams. It was Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown. They were running the Wildcat. And the Patriots had – no answer for it way back in like 2008, 9, or 10. Yeah. And they got blown out in Miami. Now, I think the Patriots went to the Super Bowl year, which yeah. really made it more crazy. Just can't beat them in Miami. And, and, and that, it was so crazy that the Wildcat became a thing. A thing. Mm-hmm. And now, almost 10 years later, we have a hook and ladder. Yes. <laughs> Something that you never expect. Well, it happens every now and then. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, and the, the the funniest part of it to me was seeing Gronk oh. turn his hips. <laughs> I knew it to try to go and make the tackle. Like, I was like, oh my god, they made him like an old man. Oh my and, god, it was so sad. It was so sad <laughs> looking to see Gronk back there trying to play safety, which Bill Belichick at the end of the game said it was a mistake to have him back there. But again. They thought it was a jump ball. It was going to be a jump ball. From 75 yards, though, with Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> they thought it was going to be a jump ball Come situation. Come on, man. Yeah, but they didn't think he was going to be back there trying to tackle anybody. And That looks sad, man. Yeah, it did, man. It was a hook and ladder play that I think they only lar- they they only, only lar- made one lateral, if I'm not mistaken. It was, it was, it was two. It was, it was two laterals. Two laterals. One to uh, Steels and one to Drake. Drake and... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, just just it just looked bad, and I can remember them that last block where it was uh, where he took out the 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 other safety. Yeah, and it was just Gronk and him left. King and Drake, yeah. Oh, and, and I just remember thinking like, oh my god, this really made happen. He, <laughs> he actually made the score, and then seeing Gronk trying to turn turn his hips, it just was like, oh god, that was just sad. Man. I'm telling you, listen. Once uh once I seen Gronk 
try to make that tackle and slip and fall. I was yeah. just like, oh, like, Gronk, that's it, man. I think, I think that's it. I think it's time to hang them up. That's it. Yeah, and it thing, the even more crazy thing about it, they could have, one, made up ground on Kansas City. Uh, yep. And two, probably put, that would put them two games ahead of the Texans yep. uh, for that second spot. And, you know, they didn't do it either or. Uh, so that's what made it actually had an effect on playoff season going forward, uh, possibly. So mm-hmm. I mean, he kept the Texans in the hunt. That they that that old too bad we didn't take care of business. Yeah, but the unfortunate Texans didn't take care of business. So uh, yeah, I bet. I mean, you know, it's that time of year, man. That we need to see. Uh, it's not quite March Madness. Some stuff you'll see in a NCAA tournament, but it kind of has a, one of those magical moments where it's just like something happens that never happens. And it definitely happens. I was listening to, uh, to Undisputed, and <laughs> Skip Bayless said he looked like Tim Bay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my uh, god, they were killing, they were killing him. I was like, Gronk, man. <laughs> See, that's but I, I blame that 100 percent on Bill Belichick. I'm like, dude, like this is Ryan Tom. He's coming off an injury. He's not gonna throw the ball 75 yards uh-huh. down the field, and he's thinking, oh. They throw it up, jump ball, Gronk's gonna get it. How's he gonna throw the ball seventy five yards down the field? Yeah. And was it was it a two man rush? What was it? Yeah, uh, it might have been two man, no more than three, but I think it was a two man rush. <sighs> just, just outsmarted themselves. And, and once once Steels had it, they were they were at about what the fifty. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay. And then when he lateraled it to King and Drake, make the tackle, they had the forty. Still think somebody's gonna make the tackle. Still thinking that, and then he gets through, and once I saw the block, yeah, the block. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and then once he started running, because Ken Drake, for those who don't know, he's he fast. Fly. He can fly. He can fly out of Alabama, dude, fast. Yeah. Uh, think low, uh, low four four, high four three. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was a wrap. And yeah. then the only person back was Gronk. <laughs> no, nah, that's it. It's a wrap. And Gronk on his best day, probably four eight now. He's probably yeah. super slow now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was a wrap. Yeah. Okay. Um. Moving on to the NBA. Now, the NBA, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm not invested in the NBA right now because it's football season. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty right now with yeah. football. Um, it's playoff time. So I, I haven't really just been able to look uh, at the NBA. But I'll tell you what I have noticed. I've noticed the box score, the standings. Mm-hmm. It's crazy right now uh, in the Western Conference. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, the Golden State Warriors. First of all, they've already lost nine games. Yeah. And they they're playing the uh, they're playing the Toronto Raptors tonight. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, so the Warriors have lost nine games, and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies were at the top at one point. And if you look at the East, the East is just just bad right now. Like it's a lot of teams that are just you know at the bottom. But the number one seed right now. Uh, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. I would have never saw it come, especially with Russell Westbrook yeah. uh, being hurt early in the year. They're only 17-8 and in their number one seed. Exactly, 17-8. and eight. So you think it's 17-8, that's the best team in the West? It's a lot of teams. It's a lot of teams that are struggling right now. And the Clippers had that number one seed yeah. for a while, too. They were, for, they were three days ago, they were number one seed. Now they're the four. They're so the four seed. One loss did that to them. Just one loss. It's, it's pressure, man. Yeah. Then you got, you got the Denver Nuggets. They're eighteen and nine. The Clippers seventeen and ten. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just it, it, it's crazy right now. And I, every time I look at the East, I'm just shaking my head because I'm like, the Bulls suck. 
the Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks they're going for they're going for uh they're going for the number one pick. They trying to get Zion. So you know, I mean, it's tough right now. So I really don't know what to say about it. I mean, the, the East—you could put it like this: the East is trash. We know that. And then the West, the West is loaded, man. Yeah. Uh, I think as bad as the Rockets are right now, or have been playing over the last two weeks, the fact that they're only six and a half games out of being in the first place, yeah, <laughs> right, tells you how competitive it's been. The Rockets blew out the Warriors by 25 earlier this year. They did. That was you know? crazy. It's a and weird they, year. And they, they've blown out the Spurs by 30 this year. Um, so, I, I think, I mean, they blew out Denver by 15. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, I, I think, and I think they I mean, they beat Portland yesterday by eight. By, by eight. Yeah. So, I, it just tells you, like, and that's saying in New Orleans, who I think they're not even, I think they're number nine right now. Yeah. They blew out the Rockets by 30 at one point this year. <laughs> so, I, I just think that just tells you how far. Um, they're 11th. Wow. The New Orleans is 11th. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and so I just tell you they're 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 eleven and they're only four and a half games, five and a half games out. Yeah. So they just tell you I mean we wanted a more competitive NBA. So I don't know if it's it's competitive or if it's bad basketball. It's kinda of hard to tell right now. I, I wanna say it's more competitive. Uh the Rockets are the fourteen seed and we're twelve and fourteen. Yeah. They're fourteen seed and they're twelve and fourteen, and only six and a half games out of the first place. <laughs> So I mean, which means they can have a good two Six weeks. Six games, actually. Yeah, so they can, they can have a good two weeks <laughs> and probably be in the second or third seed. Yeah, with a good two weeks. So, uh, oh, I, there is one sorry team, Phoenix. Oh well, yeah, well, they're, they're four and twenty-four. They're the worst team in the NBA, God. and they just have the number one pick, and they have Devin Booker, and they have Devin Booker. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with the number one pick. Trevor Reason making fifteen million though. Sure is. <laughs> should stay in Houston, man. This should be. This should be right there. Yeah. So again, like I would like to say, that's very good competitive basketball. Uh, Lakers seem to kind of be kind of coming around. It, I, I don't want to call them a good team yet, though. They, no, they're not. They're they, not. They actually they're so up and down. They look pretty bad a lot of nights. Um, yeah. But then you know, like I say, they have you know a great player on the team. I know, I know you don't hear that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But, yeah, they, I mean, they it, it's very competitive right now in the West. Uh, we wanted a more competitive NBA. Sacramento straight. Sacramento straight. De'Aaron Fox, uh, Cypress guy. Guy mm-hmm. I coached against uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He's looking like a legit NBA guard right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, above average, low-key Stud, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give him a, a above average right now. I'm gonna give him a B, B plus player right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it looks good, man. Uh, hopefully, it stays like this all season where it's very competitive and everybody's kind of bunched up together right there in the West. I think that's crazy, though. Yeah, but, Four, but like, 14 we, teams in the race. Yeah, that is crazy. That that's is crazy. crazy. Oh, I'm sorry, 15 teams. Yeah, 15. It's, it's 16 in each, right? Yeah, 15 teams in no, the no, it's, it's 15, it's 15 each. I think it's 30 NBA teams. Oh, 30 NBA teams. Okay, yeah. maybe I'm thinking football. Yeah, football is like... Football is 32. 32, yeah. Okay, so 15 teams in playoff contention. Yeah, 14 out of 15. Yeah, 14. 14 out of 15. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that that that's borderline... I ain't going to say it's insane, but it's borderline insane. It, it's... It's a... Uh, it's a more competitive. Like, it's not just the Warriors running away with things. But the real, real test to be in the playoffs. And... I think the way it's looking right now, the, the healthiest team come playoff time is probably going to be the team that yeah. comes out the West. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, we, we would like to think that, you know, the Warriors talent. But, I mean, that talent has been together for four years. And, I mean, they wear on you. I, I'm in the middle of the season right now, and I'm tired of looking at guys. Yep. <laughs> like, guys are getting on my nerves. So, yep. they've been looking at each other, the same group of guys for four years. So, I can know they're pretty, you know, and we, we've seen a couple blow-ups on, on their bench. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it might be a battle of attrition with them between them, Steph getting hurt and guys getting hurt, and guys just being tired of being around each other all the time. You yeah. know? So, we'll see. It's a battle of attrition. I know it's more competitive, and I like it that way. And right now for the East, the number one seed is Toronto. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sipping that Kool-Aid one bit. I, I saw them play the other night against Milwaukee, and I actually picked them on my ESPN streak, and they lost. Yeah. And they were up late yeah. and lost the game. And I was just like, see, that's why I can't. I just can't get behind. I don't care. You know, Kawhi, Kawhi, you know, he's okay, but he, he needs a little more help, man. Yeah. I mean, I can't put my faith in Kyle Lowry being the, the second-best player on the yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, I like Kyle, but I don't like him as my second best player either. No. I still see them uh I see them coming out the east still. Yeah. Uh well Oh but Philly? I got Philly. Yeah, Philly and Don't sleep on Indiana. Boss has been playing kinda so so but they won seven in a row now. Yeah, after yeah. being ten and ten. Ten and ten. Yeah. So they're still like they're starting to come around. But I w- I would I would think the most talented team is Philly, but it's still kind of hard for me to just be like. It's really three. Uh, Milwaukee, I see Milwaukee there. I'm not buying Milwaukee either because their best player is a forcer, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting behind this game at all. Uh, but I got three. I got uh, Boston, Philly, and Toronto. One yeah. of them will win. Uh, I think Philly. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. But I would think since Boston was there last year, it should be them, but it's, it's kind of wait and see. I think also – the. Gordon Hayward just don't feel with them, though. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out something to do with their, their guard rotation. Their guard and forward rotation, they're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I, wanna, I would like to put the Pistons in there, but every time I, you know, I think the Pistons do <laughs> no, good, no. They, they fall right back to being the Pistons. This is lost six in a row. Yeah. Uh, and they were 13-7. and seven. Yeah. They beat, they beat my Rockets. Yeah. Which, and they looked amazing doing it. And then start getting their head knocked off again. So I just, I, I like to give them their respect to being like, okay, they're, Blake Griffin's leading the team to. Blake Griffin and, can't lead any team. Yeah, I guess it's all fool's goal. Yeah. So. Blake Griffin cannot lead a team. Yeah. Hey, Charlotte's going to actually make the playoffs this year. I think that's great. And, yeah, I think that is great. And Kemba's playing awesome. Yo, I think he's guy a, that was on the trade block for a while. Yeah, which in, in, in Washington is so disappointing, considering that they have Washington. I'm done with them. Yeah, the, the level <laughs> of talent that they have on their team for them to be so disappointing and, and, and bad, it's kind of sad actually. All right, uh, our last topic is the NBA too friendly. Now, <laughs> listen, when you think of the NBA being friendly, who is the first player that comes to mind? Yeah, it's. Probably LeBron. Oh, without question, it's LeBron. Uh, so the Lakers played a game the other day uh, against the Miami Heat. Um, after the game, before, I'm flipping through the channel because I'm just like, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I don't know where I was coming from. Came home, flipping through the channel, and I see LeBron at an interview. I'm like, oh, LeBron, of course, you know, they they normally do that. But then I look next to him. I see Dwayne Wade. I'm like on the opposing team. On the opposing team, not the Miami Heat together. Yes, they're on the opposing team. The Lakers so, and Miami. So I'm asking, when did Dwayne Wade get traded to the Lakers? Because I don't understand why Dwayne Wade is standing next to LeBron James. Because they do not interview winners and losers together. We don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Ultimate Hoops doesn't do that. It's either you win and you get interviewed or you lose and you don't. Yeah. Okay, you got to go to the press conference if you lose. Get them cameras in your face. Yeah. Okay? So, Dwayne Wade was there. They were talking. Uh, you know, they exchanged jerseys. That's always cool. I, I love that, uh, especially right. when the players, uh, you know, they serenaded last season, uh, you know, you know, they, they exchange jerseys. You probably sign them, give them the stuff after the game. Like, this is our last game together. I always think that's cool. And, you know, I'm a LeBron uh, skeptic. Uh, even with them, too. Even with it being LeBron in a way, I understood it, you know. But not during the interview when they're talking about your team. It doesn't No. When did the NBA become this friendly? Like, we don't do that. You don't do that. You don't interview with the opposing team right there. I don't care what the situation is. You don't do that. You can, y'all can chop it up after the game. Yeah. Y'all can do that in the hallway. Yeah. Y'all can do that amongst the fans as, you know, as y'all walking out. But you don't interview both players right there. That's friendly. I'm sorry. That's friendly. That's LeBron leading this. He's been doing that. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is uh, I remember in retirement, and he's retired, so I guess it doesn't even count. Right. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, after being bitter rivals for so many years, mm-hmm. kind of having like this uh, celebration together. But Larry Bird was retiring, and Magic Johnson did retire because of the HIV virus. Right. So it it made a little more sense. Yes. That they were that that level of, of virtual uh, between the two wasn't there because he wasn't well one wasn't playing and one wasn't about to be playing anymore. turn to turn to admiration yeah it, it turned to a certain level of respect right uh but you know these guys uh it's just different uh which kind of brings up the point uh is the nba too friendly i think it's very competitive still and you can see it at times, like with Draymond Green and mm. a couple other guys. Draymond where, would never do that. Yeah, where it becomes – I think him and LeBron are friends, but obviously when they're out there playing, he's trying to take his head Not off. even doing that after the game. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I, LeBron got suspended a couple of years going to Exactly. Because, you know, because of that, yeah. that level. And I don't even like Draymond Green like that as a player. But yeah. I can respect the competitor that he is. Yes. You know? Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you have some guys who are still from that old school – Way of thinking, and now I think about it, Draymond had a fight this summer. A guy ended up punching him. Allegedly, allegedly, you know, because of stuff that happened in game. Yeah. So you know, you have those guys like that who are competitive to the end, but then you got guys like LeBron, and like I say, he's the face of the NBA. So I think he's leading. Well, when he does stuff. It makes other people do it as well. It rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, and um, and no, uh, Chris Paul's one of his better friends, but I don't think Chris Paul. Nope. Uh, and I mean, even in that situation, Rondo and Chris Paul had a fight. Yeah. And LeBron's over there grabbing Chris Paul like. Like, that. can you grab your teammate? Yeah, why don't you grab your teammate? Golly. <laughs> let me get my best. Let me get my bestie. Let me get my yeah. best friend. I'm like, dude. Can you can you separate friendship just for a second yeah. and be a good teammate? Yeah, like that dude right there, LeBron. I'm telling you, man. And which also leads to the point where I think uh, Giannis uh, from uh, I'm glad you brought that up from the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, actually, say he was invited to a workout with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, How friendly and that. a couple other guys over the summer and the fall, and he declined to go because he says, you know, why work out with my my rivals? You know. I, you know, they're my rivals for a reason. Hmm. I'm gonna let them stay over there and I'm you, do my but own. But you thing. know, but you know why LeBron did that, right? 
mean, trying to get a competitive edge. Yeah. Trying to get trying to pick up on player tendencies. Watch film. Yeah. Watch film. What you need? What you need him to work out with you for? So, well, is that him being a competitive? Since he's trying to do trying, trying to reel a guy in. To no, be a competitor. Go out there and compete on the court. Don't try to <laughs> don't try to buddy buddy somebody and then try to take little trinkets. No, don't do that. That's not real. Yeah, cause like I said, do what I do. I, I I watch the game from the scores table. I watch film. Yeah. Okay. That's how that's how I get the edge on you guys. I'm not gonna invite you to work out. Hey, let's go let's go play open gym somewhere yeah. so I can un- pick up on your tendencies. No. Yeah. Not doing that. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's a different time. Cause I definitely think Michael Jordan was definitely friends with Patrick Ewing off the court. Off the court. But, yeah, but he definitely was dunking in his face on the court. So many times he dunked and, on And, like, yeah, their teams were bitter rivals. Yes, like, <laughs> exactly. You got to separate the two. And so, uh, absolutely, yeah. And they didn't talk during the series. So, but, again, it's, I'm not trying to, dunk, trying to sound like old man, but it's just different times, uh, what these guys do now. And be honest with you, a lot of this comes from, I don't want to sound like this guy, but it just is what it is. A lot of this comes from AAU culture. Those yep. guys were the yep. original AAU babies, which is my generation. Yeah. Unbelievable or not. We were the first real AAU babies. And you go from, jump from team to team, mm. and having friend to friend, and yeah. want to play on the team that your friend is on. And, yeah. and you see they got to the NBA pretty much doing that. Yeah. You know, they've created super teams from basically AU culture, like AU yeah. culture. Uh, and we've seen it and they saw it as kids and it's kind of uh, trickling into the NBA now. It's disgusting. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, it's just, it's a different era. It's definitely a different era and uh, AU and summer ball is a big part of the, the mentality and culture that is occurring yeah. now. So, uh, yeah. It's it's different. It's not what I'm used to. I'm used to uh, <laughs> Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas uh, shaking hands and uh, having pleasantries before the game, and mm-hmm. then Magic clotheslining them yeah. <laughs> when the game starts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just different. Yeah, they didn't do interviewing. Matt, it's crazy because you know, Magic Johnson like the, seems like the nicest guy in the world. Oh, he's not. But yeah, as a competitor, you know, he's a competitor. You know, so. It, it is what it is, man. It's just a different time uh, led by a guy. I can't respect it. Friends with everybody. And he wants to be friends with everybody, and he cares what people think about him. And he wants to be f- everyone's friend. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Hey, you know what? Listen, there's one thing to respect LeBron, it's another thing to rock with LeBron. And all you listeners out there that rock with LeBron, I look at you with just a little bit different. I'm going to go out on that. <laughs> All right. Shout out to LeBron if he ever hears this. <laughs> I don't care. Listen, I, I said what I said. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, once again, we got some stat field basketball tonight, as I anticipate. I believe it will be high scoring. Uh, my listeners out there, my, my, my fans that come out uh, that, that love uh, our league, please tune in tomorrow. Uh, to the ultimate hoops, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of scoring. I'm, yeah. I I just believe it's going to be a lot of scoring. Yeah. So, um, will that all time record scoring record drop tomorrow? It's fifty five. Can anybody hit fifty five? I believe it. I believe I believe T Bay can do it. Yeah. Okay. Teammates, teammates, if y'all real, y'all gonna let him do it because <laughs> ain't nobody on the bullets gonna stop him. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just what it is. Um, all right, so man, let's not take comes. All right, so. Uh, Episode 86 coming up next week. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We are out.